What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost and Lifting Talk. Today we have another Q&A episode on deck that we're going to get into here in just one second. But before we do that, I just want to talk with you for just a moment about this coronavirus and the craziness and everybody feeling like they're confined to their homes and everything and the inconvenience that it might be bringing. And something that I would challenge you on throughout this is to try to keep a positive mindset. Whether you're losing your job, your gyms are closed down, all these crazy things that seem to be happening all over the world and in the country right now, it's really easy to be negative and let those things, let your mind just automatically go to negative thoughts with the whole thing and, and why is this happening to me and, and just getting really down in the dumps. And first off, it's understandable. What's going now is definitely not ideal or optimal for any of us. But at the same time, there's a silver lining in everything. And so before you start panicking and going, getting too much anxiety, I would just challenge you to look at this in a little bit of a long-term perspective and try to find some sort of good. Maybe it's a good idea to start focusing on your health a little bit more. From what we know with this virus, the healthy people are the ones that are most likely going to be okay. And if you're obese or you have underlying immune issues, different things, those are the ones that are more susceptible. So maybe it's a good it's a good gut check to let us know that, that we should probably try and be a little bit healthier. We should focus on our training. We should focus on our nutrition and these different types of things. And don't let the gym being closed stop you from staying active. That's one of the most important things from this whole thing is stay active. Super important. Go out for walks if you need to. There's tons of at-home workouts that are being spread through Instagram. I see trainers posting tons of at-home workouts. If you need one for you, um, I wrote this in a newsletter, but I'd be happy to send you one. All you need to do is email me. My link's always down below. Shoot me an email if you're looking for an at-home workout or some advice with one, and I'd be happy to help. Again, we don't know how long anything's going to be shut down. We don't know how long we're not going to be able to go to the gym. Some of us don't know how long. We're not going to have our jobs are going to be shut down for and all these different things. So look at this. Try to look at this from a positive perspective. I know that's not the easiest thing to do. I know a lot of you are probably struggling. You have a lot of questions because our future is uncertain right now. It's super uncertain for me, too. I own a gym. I haven't had to close yet. I'm in a community that this hasn't affected yet, but I'm sure it's coming. I'm going to have to close down that gym soon which means I'll probably lose out on a month, two months, three months worth of revenue. I have no idea. But at the same time, it's not something that I can control. And I'm trying to practice not letting these things out of my control dictate my attitude towards them. Because for a long time, that's how I've been. I've always, when I can't control something, I get a lot of anxiety around it. But I'm just trying to be aware of it and act as though, just be positive about the situation and let what happens happen. Now, the things that I can control, which are my workouts, giving my clients the best service that I possibly can, continuing to produce content for all of you that listen to the podcast and through Instagram and everything, I'm going to continue doing that the best that I can. But the things that I can't control, like the gym potentially closing down, losing a revenue stream for a couple months, those are things that I'm just going to have to take day by day and just deal with as they come. 
So I challenge you to do that same thing. I know it's not easy. I'm struggling with it too. So I guarantee you most likely are as well. But if we just understand that we're all in this together, we're all going through these inconveniences and it's not just you being picked on or somebody else being picked on. It's all of us having to deal with the less optimal situation to try and get through it as a community and just as human beings together. So it's a little bit of a deeper rant as we begin, but I feel like it's heavy on a lot of people's minds. It's heavy on my mind as I think about the gym and I think about all of my clients who their gyms are closing down. Some people are going to work from home. Some people are being laid off from their jobs. It's a big thing and it's something that we should address and talking about the mindset around it I think is huge because you can look at this and it can turn you into a depression. It can turn into anxiety attacks. It can turn into just being completely negative. But just sit down, take a deep breath and try to look at this from a long-term perspective and see the silver lining and what it what this is. You don't know what opportunities are going to come in the future from this or different things or how life's going to play out. So try not to stress about it too much. Hopefully this helps you. It helps me just to talk about it. That's why sometimes I'll just splurge on these types of things when I hop on the podcast within the in the intro because it's me talking through my own thoughts. And I feel like if I'm having these thoughts, some of you, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably relate to me in one way or another. So maybe you're having these types of thoughts too. And it's something just to put at the forefront of your mind. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Let's just hop in to the Q&A portion of this episode. All right, question number one relates to the situation that we're all in at the moment, so I think it'll help you. It is, is it true you begin to lose progress after three days without a workout? That is false. It takes a long time to build muscle, as you know, and create a result. It takes a long time to lose that muscle and lose the result as well when it comes to your training. Now, when it comes to eating, you can lose progress pretty fast. If you start eating a lot of food, you can start to put on fat that you may have lost pretty fast depending on how much you eat. But when it comes to your training and the progress that you make inside of strength and with your muscle, it's going to take quite a bit of time to lose all that muscle. And one good thing about it is muscle has a memory. There's science to back this up. Let's say you build muscle and then let's say you can't train for a month or two months and you lose that muscle. Studies show that you can bring that muscle back a lot faster than it took you to gain that muscle in the first place because your body remembers it basically. And as you start training again, it comes back faster than it would have if you never had it in the first place. So that's a good sign. But you probably are wondering, well, how long does it take to lose muscle? I think this is going to be dependent upon the individual. Everybody's going to lose it or gain it at a little bit of a different rate. But realistically, probably somewhere between a two, four, six-week time period without training or providing no stimulus at all to your body is roughly the time frame it's going to be for you to noticeably start losing muscle from your frame. Now, like I said, you're going to be able to gain it back quite fast if you do lose some muscle. But a way to look at this is... If you're having to work out at home right now, you're not necessarily going to be focused on gaining a lot of muscle. It's going to be hard to gain muscle with limited equipment at home, which is body weight and some different pieces of equipment or objects you have at home that you're using for weight. It's going to be hard to gain muscle in that aspect, but you can maintain your muscle quite easily with just a little bit of a stimulus. So if you're doing a lot of body weight movements, like if you have something to do inverted rows, body weight rows, pull-ups, push-ups, um, air squats or the goblet squats, squats, walking lunges, all of these different things. If you're creating a program that 
is at least stimulating your muscle that you already have, you're going to be in a good situation to at least be able to maintain it. So that's a good way to think about this whole situation that we're in right now. If you can't go to the gym, right now is a good time to probably be more focused to be in a maintenance phase or in a slight um, caloric deficit phase if you're looking to lose fat. Because if you have yourself in a slight surplus right now and you're not able to make it to the gym and so you're doing bodyweight workouts and whatnot, it's going to be hard to put on muscle in this situation. I'd rather see you at a maintenance level of calories so that you're not just putting on unwanted fat that you're going to gain because you're not able to stimulate your body the way that you need to to be able to put on muscle. And it's going to be dependent upon the person's um, experience level and whatnot, but just something to keep in mind. If you're in a bulking phase at the moment and you're having to switch to at-home workouts, it's probably going to be a better idea to come back down to a maintenance and maintain your muscle mass. Hit all of your your different exercise variations that you need to. So again, you should still be trying to do a horizontal push, a horizontal pull, a vertical push, a vertical pull, a squat movement, a hip hinge movement, as well as a single leg squat movement are is going to be your bread and butter. And then you can still add in the isolation. So for your arms, for your shoulders, lateral raises, rear delt raises, all those different types of things, calf raises. You can get all of that stuff in at home with random equipment pretty easily. I've seen people using like um, backpacks. I saw a guy today who had a broom. He put a backpack on a broom and then put weight in the backpack and used the broom handles um, for bicep curls and for rows and different things like that. So you might have to get a little bit creative. Again, if you need help with an at-home workout, I'd be happy to help you. I won't, you're not going to be charged or anything like that. I'll just help help you understand a, a good idea of a kind of workout to put together at home to at least maintain your muscle mass throughout this whole thing until we're able to get back into the gym. So just focus on doing something rather than doing nothing, and you're going to be that just fine. It's not super hard to maintain the muscle mass that you have. Again, just make sure you're stimulating that muscle a couple of times per week, and you're going to be 100% okay. But to lose it, it doesn't take three days. By no means, it's going to take two, four, six weeks, depending on the individual and your body. Um, it's going to take a lot longer than three days for you to lose any muscle mass that you have. So don't fret about that or get too worried. Just understand you should be doing something three, four, five times a week rather than just doing nothing and you're still going to maintain the progress that you've made and once this whole thing's over, you can get back into the gym and get back making to making the progress that you once were. Question number two, how important is meal timing? That's a good question as well. So when it comes to meal timing, is it super important to be eating at specific times throughout the day? Should you spread out your meals at certain points throughout the day and whatnot? Now, first and foremost... I don't think meal timing has any importance to it until you first have your calorie intake down, you have your protein intake down, and you're eating a decent amount of whole foods. So you're eating around 70, 80% whole foods, 20 to 30% more fun foods, foods that you enjoy to eat. Once you have those three blocks down, then looking at meal timing could be something that could potentially help you a little bit further. But it's not going to help you if you first don't have your calorie intake down, um, you're not consistently hitting your protein intake, and you are not consistently eating 70 80% whole foods and 20 to 30% more of the fun foods that you like. You need to have all of that mastered first before meal timing is going to make any sort of a difference. What I see with a lot of people is that they take things like meal timing and think that is just as important as your calorie intake or as your protein intake or something like that. 
and ultimately not end up being as adherent because you're trying to do a million things rather than just the things that are actually going to move the needle. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, as you get more experienced, it might become a better idea to start worrying about your meal timing a little bit. For the most part, with people that I work with, if you're newer, if you're just trying to lose fat, you're not trying to be a professional bodybuilder, or you're not a really serious athlete who has to perform at your all-time best, a good idea for you is just before your workout, 45 minutes to a couple hours before your workout, probably a good idea to have some sort of a carb source because you're going to be able to utilize those carbs in your workout as an immediate energy source. And then again, after your workout, here's another rule for you. If you haven't eaten protein within two hours before the workout, after the workout, probably a good idea to get in at least 20 to 30 grams of protein to start to help with recovery and repairing the lean tissue that you've broken down during that session. Anything other than that isn't going to be the biggest deal and move your results in one way or another for the most part, unless you are looking to hop on a stage or you're a really serious athlete looking to optimize your performance the 100% best. If you'll just focus on those couple things, again, people will worry about um, the anabolic window after training that you need a protein source within 30 minutes of training. That's not necessarily true because let's say you ate a protein source, you had 20, 30, 40 grams of protein within a couple hours before your training session. Well, realistically, it takes time to digest that protein in your system. So by the time you finish training, you're still digesting that protein and it's coming into your bloodstream to support muscle protein synthesis. So you're 100% fine. You don't need a protein source directly after. But like I said, if you didn't have a protein source within a couple hours before your training session, it's probably a really good idea to have a protein source right after your training session. So like for me, if I train in the mornings, I'll generally going to the gym, I'll try to have like a granola bar or maybe even like a banana or some sort of fruit within like... 30, 45 minutes before my training session. Maybe even I'm a little bit closer to my training session than that, depending on how early I train. And then if I haven't had any protein in my system, then I'm more worried about getting some protein in my system right after the workout um, to, again, support muscle protein synthesis and start repairing the muscle that I've broken down during that session. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. That would be my main guideline for you around your workout. Your workout nutrition is paying attention to that slightly just so that you have, if you've trained fast in the morning, some people like to train fasted. You can do that. It's 100% okay. Some people like it. Personally, I don't. I get lightheaded if I start training. I don't have anything in my system. So I like to have some sort of a carb source before. If I didn't have protein before, then I make sure to have a protein source pretty quickly after within like an hour or so after just to make sure I'm getting protein in my system, starting to repair my muscles, support muscle protein synthesis and whatnot in that sense to get the most from the workout. So other than that, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Some people like to do intermittent fasting to where they'll not eat all morning long, save all their calories for later on in the day so that you have more food so you can feel fuller um, before going to bed at night. That's 100% okay. Some people like to spread out their meals by five meals per day, spread them out by a couple hours each so you're getting a steady source of energy into your body every couple hours. Again, if you like that, 100% okay. Do you have to do that? No. So just find what works for you. Follow those couple rules around your training nutrition and understand how you feel going into a session where you've maybe had a little bit of carb source or if you train fasted. Just understand how that's making you feel during your session and then adjust accordingly. And then as far as protein, 
after the session. If you've had it before the session within a couple hours, you're probably fine. You can give it a couple hours. If you haven't had any protein within a couple hours before the session, probably a good idea to get some protein in your system directly after the session. But if you're mastering that and you're hitting your calories, staying on top of your overall protein levels for the day, and you're eating a good amount of whole foods, you are going to be 100% fine, and meal timing isn't going to make much of a difference in terms of you making the progress that you want to make. Question number three, how did you start coaching online clients? I started with my wife. Well, we were just boyfriend and girlfriend back then, but it was something that I wanted to do, but honestly, I didn't have the confidence at the time to go out and do it. So my wife actually started doing it with me. We created Lost and Lifting together and just started creating content on Instagram. And we started a website. We started writing some blogs. They're still on there. And they are absolutely horrible at this point. I went back and read through them and they're not very good. I'm still not the greatest writer in the world. But back then, I was really not a good writer. I've contemplated on taking them down but I haven't I've just left them because it's kind of funny to go back and read them but anyway we just started posting content I got super passionate I learned how to change my body composition I just started learning and researching and became obsessed with everything and I actually ended up quitting my job at one point so I worked in a family business um, and my dad was my boss this is kind of a funny story so my dad got me and my dad got in a fight at work one day in the office. We started fighting about something. And this would happen sometimes. We both have strong personalities with one another, um, strong opinions about the business and different things. And so we got in a fight and I actually ended up quitting. I didn't quit forever, but I quit and went home. And that family business is all I, I ever knew. I, I had dropped out of college, started doing that. Became really passionate with fitness, but um, I was still working for my dad. That's how I made money working in the family business. So we got in a fight, I quit, and I went home. And when I got home, I realized I didn't know what the hell I was going to do with my life. I had no idea because that's all I ever knew. My plan was to stay in that business for the rest of my life and eventually take it over was my thinking I was going to run this business. It was successful um, and my life was just kind of laid out for me. So this time when I quit and went home and looked at myself, I got scared. I didn't know what I was going to do. So I started contemplating what did I really want to do. And fitness was always on the back of my mind. It's something that I loved. I was always studying training, always studying nutrition, um, changing my own body composition. I had helped my wife change, my girlfriend at the time, change her body composition. And I just decided I wanted to become a trainer. And so I got certified. We started Lost and Lifting. We started the website. started getting some clients um, through there from the, from the po- content we were posting, I ended up getting the certifications, all that kind of stuff. And it was going great. But as you may or may not know, being a new trainer, you don't make a ton of money. And so at this point it's like, okay, I'm going to open up my own gym. Still wasn't working back for my dad yet. And started to open up my own gym, which is the Fit Factor, which is the gym that I own today that I was talking about that we might have to shut down because of this whole coronavirus nonsense. So I started putting that together. So I started coaching, started getting some clients online, not a ton. I actually bought a course from a guy that helped me set up the online business a little bit. It wasn't the greatest course in the world. It was kind of trash to be honest, but at least got me going and it got me a little bit confident to start creating content and where to put my focus to begin helping people. And from there, I ended up opening the gym, 
but I still wasn't making that much money. So I went back, or this was before the gym even opened. I was trying to train, wasn't making that much money, had no job, had a little bit of a savings account, which was nice to have as a little bit of a security blanket. So I didn't, wasn't having any money coming in. So I had to go back to work for my dad. I had to put my toe between my legs and go back to work to my, for my dad. But yet I kept training online. I kept producing content. I kept helping some clients, getting a few people results. It was going okay. I wasn't working with that many people. Probably like five tops most of the time. And uh, so I went back to work for my dad. Got my paycheck back. Kept working. Ended up opening up the gym. And then from there, I got married to my wife, Clara. When I got married, something had to give. So I actually stopped coaching online. We kind of just shut loss and lifting down. I stopped producing content. I wasn't doing anything in that sense. And I was running the business for my dad as well as I had opened up my own gym. So early mornings, get up at six in the morning, go to the gym for a couple hours at eight o'clock, go straight to the office um, at my real job, work there all day, and then go back to the gym at night. And I was doing that over and over for a long time. And one day it just kind of hit me that like, this business that I was in with my family, it was great, made me decent money, but I didn't love it. I wasn't passionate about it, and I missed coaching. I pretty much just shut that down. wasn't really working with anybody anymore, and I missed it. That's what I wanted to be doing. And so, again, I slowly started to bring it back, still working for my dad, still running the gym, getting this online coaching thing going again. This was probably the end of 2017-ish, maybe first of 2018, roughly somewhere around there. And it just kind of started to steamroll again, super slow, building it back up, building a business like this with clients and gaining people's trust takes a lot of time. It's, it takes a lot of posting content, giving away value for free, and then people start to resonate with you and enjoy your content and find the value in you and then reach out and you, and you begin to work with people slowly. And so kept working for my dad, all of that happened. And then eventually I... Probably till this day, I would still honestly be working for my my family, but we got to a point where we were getting ready to actually sell the business. So I was back to coaching online, bringing on some clients. I was had the gym, gym still going, and then I was still working for my parent, for my dad, but we were looking at selling the business. So I got I got a little bit mad honestly because I thought that. I was potentially, that that was my game plan at the end of the day was to eventually end up running those businesses. And so when that happened and all of that came up, I got real, real serious about coaching and thought, this is what I really want to do. I, I almost took it as a sign, like maybe this business is being sold and it's not going to be mine because my true calling is to go out and do what I actually want to do. It's going to take being uncomfortable. It's going to take making a little bit less money for a little while, but at the end of the day, it's going to make me more fulfilled and more happy and, and confident in myself because I have to go through those struggles to obtain it, to reach that goal of being a full-time coach and gym owner. And so I ended up quitting before the, before the stores were sold. I was like, I'm just going to do this now. It's going to be way easier than riding out these stores until they're sold. I'm just going to quit now and start on this stuff myself. And so from there, I was probably working with 10 to 15 clients roughly. The gym was doing okay. Luckily, I'd had the gym running for like three years, so it had pretty much stabilized at that point. I could start taking a little bit of paycheck from there, as well as some of the coaching clients that would help support me. And from there, it's been roughly a year at this point, and it's just kind of snowballed. 
and it's kept going and and the coaching has been building i've started a podcast the instagram has been growing and and things are just building into what i want them to be the gym is growing but it takes a lot of effort and it took a lot of belief in myself to be honest so i know that's a long story to tell you how I, how i became uh, an online coach but that's where it all started i'd seen guys that were doing it and that's what honestly made me do it the the internet is a crazy it's a motivate you can almost get mentors from the internet without having to pay anybody or talk to anybody because you can just watch what these other people are doing and almost kind of mimic it like for the gym i would have never opened the gym if i hadn't the guys that i were following were opening gyms and i was like why can't i if they're doing it why can't i open a gym I have the business background. I've been working in business for a long time. I've I've been I've managed people. I can manage my own business. Why don't I just go up my own gym? So I just did it. And it's worked out, but you have to put in the work and the sacrifice and you gotta understand you're not gonna make a lot of money up front. Same thing with the coaching. Started seeing a lot of guys coaching. I knew a lot of the same stuff they did. Now I went and got certified again in nutrition and in training again just to really make sure I had all the knowledge needed. But then from there again. It's just sacrifice, creating a lot of content, getting uncomfortable, as well as being very patient because people aren't just going to, you can't, you don't just say I'm an online coach and people start signing up for your service. No, you've got to prove your value. You've got to create results for the clients that are currently invested in you and give them your 100% full energy and service and effort that you can to help them. And over time, it'll just slowly prosper and slowly start to grow. So I've by no means made it as an online coach, still working at it, still getting better at it, still working with more and more people, but I really love it and I really enjoy it and I get to wake up every single day and be passionate about what I'm doing. So I love what I'm doing every single day and building my own thing that's for me to support my family instead of being in the business that was great. I liked the family business that I was in, but it wasn't super fulfilling. It was just like almost like my drawn out destiny for me of what, what I should do. When I quit, a lot of people were surprised. Like, why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. You have this easy path, but this was the path that I wanted. It's going to be harder, take more time, potentially make less money to get there, but going to be more fulfilled once I get there. So I know that's a long drawn out answer, but that's how I became an online coach. All right, we're going to finish this off with one last question. And it is, how much cardio is too much? I do 30 minutes of cycling after every workout. It's going to be highly dependent on the individual and the goal. So 30 minutes of cycling after every single workout, is that too much? Absolutely not. It's going to be great for your heart, which is going to be great for your overall health, which is ultimately the goal. But the one thing that I would argue here when it comes to cardio is what's the purpose of you doing it? Why are you doing it? Are you doing cardio for fat loss or are you doing cardio for health reasons? Those are two very different things because what you need to understand when it comes to cardio and using it as a tool for fat loss is that with time, your body gets better at doing cardio. So let's say that 30 minutes of cycling that you're doing after a session when you first start doing it, maybe that's burning 200 to 300 calories every single time. But as your body gets more efficient at that, you're going to slowly start to only burn 100 to 200 calories from that same cardio session because your body's adapting and getting better at doing it. And so if you're doing it for the purpose of fat loss, you're, at, you're getting better at it. So you're not burning as many calories, which isn't going to help you burn as much fat. 
So if the goal for it is fat loss, you're going to want to be strategic in how you're doing the cardio. You're probably going to want to up the amount of time or the speed that you're going at, the intensity that you're going at throughout your fat loss session to continue to create the same result from that cardio. So if you're just doing it for the sole purpose of to be healthy and to feel good, completely fine. If you're doing it for fat loss, you need to be a little bit more strategic. So I'd probably look at starting for like a couple weeks at 20 minutes, the next couple weeks at 25 minutes, the next couple weeks at 30 minutes, the next couple weeks at 35 minutes, the next couple weeks at 40 minutes, just to keep pushing the time or you could push intensity. So you could keep it at that 20 minutes, but you could go a little bit faster throughout that 20 minutes, have the intensity be a little bit higher to have your to make your body adapt to that little bit higher of the intensity or you could do time either way 100% okay but I wouldn't just start with 20-30 minutes of cardio on a on a bike and do that exact same intensity and that exact same time for an entire fat loss phase and expect to get the exact same result from it the entire time that you're doing it because your body's going to get better it's going to adapt so you're going to need to add further just like I always talk about progressive overload inside of your training adding more weight adding more reps adding more sets whatever it may be you've got to do the same thing inside of your cardio you've got to add intensity you've got to add time or something to make that variable a little bit harder to keep creating the same response from your body to keep pushing your results. So other than that, I think you're fine. When it comes to me, when I'm programming for somebody, I generally like to, in a fat loss phase, I like to have somewhere between one to two cardio sessions per week. So one list session where it's just steady state, low intensity, steady state, and then one hit session where high intensity interval training. Um, Any more than that, you can do more than that. You could do potentially three. I wouldn't really want to see you doing more than three to four sessions of cardio per week if you're doing three to five or even six strength workouts per week. Probably three and below in terms of cardio is going to be best if your goal is purely fat loss. So um, for me... When I'm for the list sessions, it's generally tw- starts at 20 minutes and then each block, it'll go up to by 10 minutes. So 20 minutes for the first four weeks, 30 minutes for the second four weeks, potentially 40 minutes for the the third block of four weeks. And then for hit, I'm always liking to switch that up to keep the body changing and adapting to that too with different modalities. Sometimes we'll be doing the assault bike for 10 second intervals with rest and then up to 15 second intervals for rest. And the next week up to 20 second intervals for rest. And then we'll take a deload. Then in week five, when we come back, maybe we'll switch it to like a rower and we'll do 20 second intervals. And then the next week we'll do 25 second intervals. And then the next week, 30 second intervals and just always switching up in that sense. So I'm, I'm liking to give a different stimulus to the body in terms of, and the mind in terms of the modality that we're using. And then just always making sure that we're increasing that time or the intensity inside of that cardio to keep pushing the result that we want and keep burning more and more calories to put us inside of that bigger caloric deficit to push more fat loss over time. If you have any more questions regarding that, let me know. I'd be happy to help. But other than that, really do appreciate you guys for tuning in to today's podcast. Again, if you have questions that you would like for future episodes, my email is always linked down below. You can go down there, click it. It'll take you right to my inbox. You can ask me any sort of question that you have. If you have questions with your training, if you have questions with your nutrition, if you have questions with anything, your mindset, literally anything, are you in a plateau? Um, whatever it is, I'm happy to help. So all you got to do is hit my link down there. It'll take you right to my inbox and I'll help you with whatever you're wondering. Again, 
The macro starter kit is always down there as well. If you're needing help setting up your calories, setting up your protein levels to put yourself into a caloric deficit to start your fat loss phase, that free resource is down there. It'll get you all set up and get you ready to go inside of your own journey as far as setting up your numbers inside of your nutrition as you begin. There's also, I think, 15, 14 or 15 different recipes in there that are all high protein, lower calorie to give you some ideas of what kind of food you can be eating. Um, it's really just the starter kit to help you get started inside of your nutrition to start creating the result that you're looking to create. So again, I really do appreciate you guys. If you found value from this, I'd be super appreciative if you could take a screenshot, put it on your IG story, and tag me in it so that I can repost it as well, and I'll send you a, mess- a thank you message for doing so, as well as if you're finding value here, if you could just share this episode with anybody, somebody that you think it might help, if somebody's going through just starting their fat loss journey or somebody's just getting into fitness, share this podcast with them. If, if you're finding value from it, it'll probably help them too. And then it helps me as, as well. It helps the podcast grow, helps us reach more people, keeps me motivated to keep pushing out more and more content as we continue through all this. So hopefully you guys stay safe. Hopefully you all stay healthy. Don't go too crazy with this quarantine madness that's going on. Make sure you're staying active. Get in some of those at-home workouts. Get creative. If you need help with those at-home workouts, like I said, my inbox is open and I'd be happy to help. Appreciate you guys for listening and I'll talk with you soon. 